0: Hello and welcome to the World of Mouth podcast, where we share the stories of the world's best chefs and restaurateurs and their favorite destinations to travel and eat. My name is Kenneth Nars and I'm the creative director of World of Mouth, a platform that connects more than 600 restaurant experts who share their favorite restaurants from the best place for a pizza slice, a taco, or a hamburger to the latest must-visit new fine dining restaurant opening. Today we're meeting chef JP McMahon, who is a chef, restaurateur, and author in Galway, Ireland. He's the owner of restaurants Anir and Cava Bodega and globally known as the founder and director of the Food on the Edge Chefs Symposium in Galway. We'll hear about J.P. McMahon's chef career that started in Dublin at the age of 15, about his love for Irish oysters and seaweed, and how he created a symposium that unites people in the restaurant world. At the end of the podcast, he will reveal his favorite restaurant recommendations. You'll also find these places in the World of Mouth app. J.P. McMahon in Galway in Ireland. Uh, Please tell me, who is J.P. McMahon? I suppose sometimes
1: a chef, sometimes uh, other things. Uh, I am also a restaurateur with um, two restaurants at the moment. And uh, I organise an annual symposium called Food on the Edge, which I suppose brings food people together, um, chefs and uh, anyone really involved in the food industry to to talk about food and discuss and to see if there's better ways of, of doing what we do.
0: Yeah, and you are based on uh, you're Irish, and you're based in Galway. Yes,
1: absolutely. I was I was born in Dublin, um, and I moved to Galway uh, about twenty years ago. And um, we opened our first restaurant in two thousand and eight, and then our second restaurant in two thousand and eleven, a year, which is I suppose our flagship restaurant, it has a Mission star since 2012. Um, we've had other projects in, in, in and restaurants in, in between that time and now. One we closed during, uh, after COVID, um, but at the moment it's the, the, the two restaurants and, um, and, and the symposium
0: that kind of uh, keeps us going. Tell me a bit about your background. You mentioned that you grew up in in Dublin, but uh, as a chef, how did you venture into the the kitchen? Um, I started cooking at 15, primarily out of interest with
1: uh, with food. I studied home economics in school and uh, I was from a family of six, so there was always cooking happening in the house. Um, And I suppose I gradually um, fell into food over the years and I think it wasn't... Really, until my early twenties, that I started cooking professionally, um, and then I suppose I just uh, got the the bug and was uh, very interested in uh, in food, um, and that led me to 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 I suppose travel uh, and to to cook uh, and eventually to come to to come to Galway and um, uh, make a, open a rest open a, a restaurant.
0: Uh, for those who haven't been to, to Galway, uh, Galway is a special place. It's 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 quite different than than the big city of Dublin. Uh, could you tell me about Galway as yeah as a as as a city and as a food city? Yeah, I mean Galway is a, is a great place, and so I suppose what
1: attracted me first to Galway was like it it is a very artistic and cultural place in in Ireland it has many many famous festivals the arts festival in the middle of July is probably the, the most famous uh, festival but very many other ones from theater festivals to to food festivals and um, racing festivals um and yeah that, that that's what attracted me first uh, i think 20 years ago the food landscape was was very different um, but i suppose a bunch of us who came of age um in the the mid uh the mid 90s um opened restaurants and that was the i suppose the first um flowering of a, a kind of renaissance in in food in in Galway that has kind of uh, continued since of course covid kind of uh put a little bit of a dampener on it but like it is a, it is a very interesting place for i think for young people and also it's it's a, it's a it's a tourist town we get many many tourists because it's in the west of ireland so it, the um, um the the energy in the town is quite diverse and it's it, it's always changing so it's i i find it's a it's a it's a very vibrant city um, and that's what i suppose what it, what attracts me to to go away
0: Tell me a bit about the, the the gastronomy and the produce that you found find uh, in the area i mean mention mention a few great things yeah um, I mean it, because it 's
1: on the west coast of Ireland, it has wonderful seafood i mean great shellfish from scallops and mussels clams uh, other other fish um, but it also has uh, some wonderful land to the to the east, so there is um um, some wonderful cheeses being made in Galway. There's a uh, great lamb, both both in in the mountains of Connemara and also on the on the lowlands in um in uh in east in East Galway. Um, so it, it kind of has a a a great balance of of produce, and there has always been, I suppose, good producers. Um, in um. Uh, in Galway um and uh, yeah i think the, the the gastronomic scene in Galway is, is mostly um and maybe this is because of the the the, the influence of tourism the, the the gastronomic scene is mostly kind of a fast casual kind of scene like very good restaurants that are um affordable and and friendly and uh, and casual that have a i suppose a a connection to to the local food landscape there are like restaurants like our own like a and others like say lignum that are kind of more attuned to fine dining but my experience of galway in the last 20 years uh, particularly for the businesses i've opened and, and other businesses is that uh the kind of the uh, there's a carefree uh, kind of attitude towards towards food in a good way and that's uh, i suppose what does best in galway in terms of its gastronomy is a kind of um is a is a focus on um local produce but maybe marrying that with a with a concept of like a, there's some great pizza restaurants the dobros or uh, two galway guys who have i think they're in the top 50 pizzas in the world um uh, and uh, there's handsome burger another a kind of great a kind of burger bar that have taken a lot of the kind of terroir driven kind of ideas from fine dining and applied that to making great burgers and chips and they're just two examples among the the landscape that is in Galway Um but I think every restaurant that you go into will have um uh, will certainly have a number of um, producers listed on its menu always even if the the concept is anywhere from uh, like um, an Indian restaurant to uh, Italian restaurants you know um and then you have the restaurants that that focus on like near that really trying to focus on the the kind of gastronomy of um uh gastronomy of the of the region and and that's uh, I think they're they're the exception because again the population is it's a very small t- the population is 80,000 people the wider population of the whole county is about 250 so it it's it's not a very big um City um, now it gets about a billion tourists through it a year, and that's what gives it its its energy. Um, and uh, particularly, particularly Americans and uh, and Europeans uh, seem to kind of love that ruggedness of the west of Ireland.
0: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the seafood, uh, but uh, you did not uh, mention oysters, which oh, I uh, forgot that. the Galway area is very famous Absolutely. for. Absolutely. I, 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 uh, I don't know how I forgot oysters. Tell me, tell me
1: about the oysters. Uh, I didn't mention, I, I me didn't mention seaweed either, and we, we're very big fans of seaweed. But yeah, Galway is very... Um, much associated with oysters, um, in in two ways. The native oyster is is the kind of uh, the European flat oyster. Is uh, Galway is one of the few remaining places that it, that it grows in in uh, in Ireland. Of course, we have the the giga or the Pacific oyster that we they're very very good as well. I mean, the waters around Galway Bay are 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 very very pure, and that helps the the, the various different oyster producers make them. it, it also has. The longest running um, food festival in, in the world, the Galway Oyster Festival, which I think has been running for about 60, 65, 70 years. So I think it's the longest continuous food festival in the world and that attracts uh, locals and internationals to, to come and taste oysters and, uh, and, uh, and drink Guinness. And um, again, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very uh, key moment in the, in the food calendar
0: of, um, um, of Galway. Yeah, Uh, uh, still about the oysters, uh, would there be, you mentioned the two two different species, Uh, would you have local uh, special varieties still in that small area, or would you would it mainly be the native and the the, the imported oyster?
1: yeah so that well both both of them like the Pacific has grown in the area as well and um uh, I mean the difference is the native has been um, growing in the area for thousands of years uh the Pacific came to Ireland in the about the 1960s um but again because of the 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 pressure on on the native the uh, due to industrialization and disease from the 60s onward it was it was deemed necessary to, to kind of bring the Pacific oyster in to almost to save the native oyster so the native oyster can only be sold um and farmed the um, uh, with a month within an uh, uh, month with an ore in it so it's uh, September to uh, September to April and then you can't get the natives uh, throughout the summer because uh, they're left alone to uh, to to breed Um, and and that one of the problems before the Pacific came in is that the stocks were being were being depleted and um, and Ireland is not unique to that I mean it all was also happening in, in in France as well um but no, I I think there's a subtle the, not only with the native, and the native is predominantly Kelly's oysters uh down in Claren Bridge, um, but the other ones, the Pacifics, you do get uh producers treat them very differently. So, say Flaggy Shore in Clare produce a very small uh Pacific oyster call it dainty. Um Dune Castle up in Connemara have a kind of slightly larger one, and then you have Galway Bay oysters, you have about maybe five or six o- oyster producers and they're all, I think, subtly different depending on the way in which um, they're produced. And I, I think it's, um, it is, um, it's, for me, it's a very interesting um, um, way to which, uh, to, to look at um, uh, the local cuisine, the way in which oysters are, are, are produced uh, and, to, and to travel around, to try different oysters. Many oyster um, oyster farmers are trying to open up their oyster farm for a kind of gastronomic tourist vis- visits. Um, and I think that's what, I suppose, um, taken together with the with the kind of wild Atlantic way, that, that, that um, uh, drive or that kind of trip that you can take all along the West Coast, I think that kind of adds to the kind of gastronomic um uh tourism that is uh that is available in, in Galway and the and Connemara uh you mentioned seaweed as well tell me, tell yes, me about yes seaweed that. is very important for us in an ear and it, it is a kind of uh, underappreciated and overlooked vegetable if you want to call it that in 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 Irish food it has been I mean it has been important for food in Ireland for thousands of years particularly for coastal communities uh, pre potato um uh, even even going back all the way to the first um hunter gatherers i mean as as a as a as a food source as a kind of self-renewing food cor- food source uh, in recent years um it has um it has uh, come back into uh, back into fashion if you want to call it so- sometimes uh because of uh, i suppose it's um uh its nutritional properties it's uh i mean it's full of various different um minerals and vitamins it's also a great source of protein i mean but my interest in it res- resides much more in the kind of cultural historical context and and the way in which we can use it as a as a food uh, to to shape our our own dishes, and so I love using the different, various different seaweeds for any, anything from kelp to sea lettuce to pepper dulse or sea truffle or the very many ones that we have. Uh, sea spaghetti as well, and trying to, trying to embed them more firmly in our in our own food now. So hopefully going forward, um, others will will take an interest in it and uh and begin um begin uh i suppose begin following our our example but it, it it is still a kind of i think a niche a niche uh thing um in in um in irish food but i'm hoping that um with more seaweed farms opening i mean there's very few seaweed farms in ireland and i think that it's uh, seaweed farming is is a very sustainable way of farming, not only seaweed, but also shellfish. So you can you can combine the two. And because seaweed is very good at pulling carbon out of the atmosphere and, and cleaning the waters, it's a, it's a very kind of regener- regenerative form of um, uh,
0: aquaculture. For many people in the yeah, in the global food and restaurant industry, uh, people would know you for your festival that you are are arranging, that, that you mentioned, Food on the Edge. Mm. Uh, tell me, how did that uh, project start? Um, it's And actually, the, the idea of, of Food on the
1: Edge started um, uh, when I was cooking in Charleston, actually, with a, a friend of yours, Sasu uh, in 2014, maybe. And we were taking part in this event called Cook It Raw, which brought chefs together to different places to explore the local food. And I suppose I it 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 left an idea in me that to to start to think about, uh, well, like why aren't we doing this stuff in go in in Ireland? It's like we were traveling around the world as chefs. We're going to various places like um whether it was Charleston Canada Mexico Poland um uh, uh, one of the cockteleros was in Japan all these different places and I was thinking why don't we have this this kind of desire or focus in in Ireland and I suppose that inspired me in 2015 to set up this event called Food on the Edge and that year we invited um 50 chefs um to uh, to Galway and they each gave a talk about the, the future of food for a very short kind of 15 minute talk. And the event has, has kind of grown um, grown since then. And now the event takes place over two days. Uh, we, um, still very much kind of TED style talks with some panels, some master classes, a little uh, artisan food village. And then what we do on the Wednesday and the Thursday we bring all of the speakers on a kind of culinary tour of that region. So it's, it's, uh, it has kind of two, two aims. One is to bring three or four hundred people who are interested in food to the symposium to listen to what is happening in the food world, what we can do better, uh, what we're not doing. And then the second half is when we bring those speakers and we try and immerse them in the the kind of food ways of Ireland with uh, culture and music thrown in as well and and it has over its um almost 10 years now um it has um uh, it has developed to create a wonderful um food network or food community that is uh, on, on a global level where people can connect with each other um even even one example is uh my, my brother uh, runs an Italian restaurant uh, in Galway and his head chef, um, Adam Kavanagh, went to Food on the Edge, uh, met Sasu and then subsequently moved to Finland uh, to cook with Sasu, stayed there and uh, I think became a much more accomplished chef because of that meeting. And, and I, I think Food on the Edge is about those meetings. Um, in in recent years, it is, we've expanded to what I, I suppose what I would call... F- food entrepreneurs and that could include everyone from a winemaker to a journalist to a a food activist and it's uh, of course we we still invite many very many chefs but we've kind of broadened the um, the the discussion to to try and talk about the food system and, uh, and what we can do uh
0: in ireland uh could you say a few words about the the current status of, of, of restaurants and and generally about the restaurant industry? How you said, of course, I mean there's has been a huge development in the last twenty years, like you said. Well, how is it now? I mean, yeah, I mean, if, it's, if you... it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't characterize it as a struggle at the moment,
1: but it's certainly uh, more difficult because of say COVID, the and the war in the Ukraine in terms of uh, grain energy. Um. uh there are some restaurants that are closing. We closed our own re- one of our own restaurants, Tartar, um, just after COVID, and that was predominantly because of um wage inflation, labour shortage, uh, an energy crisis, um, food inflation as well. So, I, I I'm still positive. in in terms of the food space that is being created, but I do think that um. There, there. There may be less, less restaurants uh, available because of the increased uh, cost of running a restaurant, and I'd say that's the same for anywhere in Europe at the moment. Um, I think food is, um, food is always at the front line in terms of what gets hit, and the expense of uh, of running a restaurant has. Uh, has gone up so much uh, not only because of covid but also then uh, it would, in terms of what's going on in the in the ukraine uh with energy our energy i think our energy at the moment has kind of uh, at, at least doubled and um, if not trebled um in terms of its cost so it, it is a, it is a precarious space at the moment because the consumer is also being hit with their the inflation in their lives so there is a kind of negotiation that is that is going to happen and, and i suppose it'll be interesting to see um what will happen in the in the restaurant world i i think it will lead to more good casual restaurants i, I think that running a fine dining restaurant is, is is very very expensive and i think that well like one of one of the mission star the only the only other mission star restaurant in galway closed after covid um two other missions are restaurants in ireland have decided to revert to a more casual concept uh, next year so i think that kind of trend of 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 trying to still offer really really good food at at a better price point without a lot of the trappings i think is is the way that that is is going to move forward And i think hopefully we will see more uh food trucks more casual spaces with a with a really good um uh food ethics um uh behind them you know and I think that's how you um how you kind of build up
0: uh build up a food culture and how are the irish uh, as as restaurant customers um what
1: i mean the, that? the, the uh,
0: despite the kind of
1: our our I suppose our restaurant culture being quite young and when i say that i mean restaurants have been in ireland um uh uh as as long as most other places uh, a couple of hundred years because of our connection to to the UK. Um but if we if we look at the 20th century most restaurants were were French restaurants. Uh that kind of uh um that model is is still quite um strong in Ireland in terms of when people think about um uh fine dining. But in the last say 30 years since the since the 90s, Ireland has kind of witnessed a kind of renaissance in terms of people going out and um, spending more money on food. And I think that's very different from when, say, when I was young and I mean, really going out was was a was a was something that was reserved for a celebration. Like now, I mean, say even in our in our tapas bar, I mean, people sometimes come once a week. Uh, to it so there there is more disposable income available for people to to eat but again that has been affected by um uh, by the developments over the last few years but in general irish people love um love eating and they love going out and i suppose they love the the social and the hosp- the social aspect of it and the, and the hospitality of it
0: In the next part of the podcast, we'll hear J.P. McMahon's favorite restaurant recommendations in Ireland and in the rest of the world. Uh, so talking about the Irish restaurants uh, and as this is the, the World of Mouth that we are also talking about. Um, when you go out in Galway or in Ireland, uh, could you mention a few from... from bakeries and cafes to find dining any any favorites that you would recommend for yeah people to visit in like say it's it, it, in Galway in terms of
1: I mean Galway is very famous for its pubs as well so you have some wonderful old pubs like the King's Head where they do a lot of um, shellfish very kind of uh, hearty pub food chowders and, and stews uh, big open fire very nice uh, very nice place um you also have um in terms of bakeries you have um uh ain have a ain is a is a wine bar that have a bakery called magpie bakery and then uh it's uh it's uh it does a very nice um um pastries uh it other other restaurants of course i i i visit my brother's italian restaurants a lot uh, il vicolo um, it's again, it's a, it's a, a very nice, uh, a very nice Italian restaurant that doesn't doesn't serve pizza, which is he's always uh, a, he didn't want to, didn't want to uh, have an Italian restaurant that served pizza, so it's a, it's a very nice, um, again, space that is that is located in the in the old um, the old mill in um in Goy, but there's many many other, I mean, we've mentioned Dobros and Hansenburger, There's Kai or be um. Lignum that I'm that is just outside Galway. Uh, so there's so many places. Um, the the Black Rock Cottage is a new restaurant that is located along the prom, just on the coast, and very nice for uh, for coffee and for uh, particularly if you're if you're if you're walking along the walking along the prom. Um. Then, in terms of, and they have a restaurant there, or yeah it's 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 called the black rock cottage but it's actually open for all all day from breakfast into lunch and then in into dinner so it's a, it's a new restaurant uh, the chef is is martin o'donnell and it's uh um it uh, the it, it's a really it's only i think it's it's only half complete at the moment in terms of what the potential they're going to do and that so it's 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 a very iconic it's down by the the diving boards in galway and during the summer actually in the winter as well you'll have people diving off into very cold water. Uh, you can imagine. I'm probably not as cold as where you are, but it's still, it ain't that warm. the The water never gets too warm, even in the summer in Ireland. And but people people yeah. swim every day. Um, and particularly the prom. Walking along the prom is quite a quite a nice thing to do in terms of if you come to Galway as a as a tourist. You can walk all the way from the city out to the out to the prom. There's a there's a walk that takes a kind of coastal walk um and it's a nice way to to see to see the city uh some other places in 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 ireland dublin or yeah and um, of course i mean uh chapter one in dublin is is a kind of iconic restaurant um that is um is a two michelin star i mean i, I it is always on the cards to get a third whether it does or not this year again i don't know but it is the the kind of um uh at the kind of apex of of fine dining in in ireland uh one of my favorite uh restaurants it's somewhere in between a kind of uh uh, fine dining and casual somewhere like in that kind of space in between is is forest avenue that i really have have had some great um uh, great great meals there on the more casual side uh pickle which is a wonderful in small indian restaurant run by sunil guy up on Camden Street, um, and really gives gives a, a great insight into Northern Indian cooking in in the form of small plates. His goat his goat dishes is is a, is a very famous example, of um, of that kind of uh, symbiosis of between Irish and uh, and. Um, Indian uh, Indian cuisine um uh, Bastable in Dublin is a, is a, is, a, is a is a wonderful a wonderful restaurant um and uh, what kind of what kind of place is uh, that Bastable is it has a Michelin star but it's it's quite it's quite casual um it, it would have a little bit of I I think of the feel of the restaurant that kind of like that kind of nordic kind of paired back um attitude but at the same time it's uh it's um it's its menu is very very much focused on 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 uh, on on irish ingredients um and it's it's again it's a it's a it's a very nice um uh, a very nice um uh uh, restaurant Um, then i mean outside outside dublin uh you have um i suppose down in cork i mentioned the the places that are going casual there's a very famous japanese chef in in cork called miyazaki and he has um a a kind of ramen takeaway ramen bar i think called miyazaki and his michelin star restaurant was called ichigo ichi which is which is turning into a more casual restaurant but it's still if people were going to um uh, going to Cork, I would uh, definitely recommend checking that out. Um, in terms of fish in Cork Goldie uh, run by Ashling Moore really good um, kind of uh, um, uh, fish restaurant again that sources its fish from from day boats, very small menu um and tries to utilize um all of the, the kind of gill to fin uh cooking or uh, utilise utilize all of the of the fish so ashling's ashlings cooking is is, uh, is great. There's a wonderful wine bar in Cork called Cask um which also does cocktails but really really um uh really really great um uh great place and then over say in any food any food in that place as well? Uh no any food in that place Cask or? they have Green's restaurant and so greens is a, a kind of the sister, and the greens, the the food in greens is um is uh, is uh, is really nice. Then uh, Adair uh, is is quite a um, it's near Limerick, kind of south of Galway by about an hour. You have Adair Manor, which again there's there's a Michelin star in that uh, in that hotel. It's a very very um fancy hotel, but uh, eighteen twenty six is a is a is a restaurant in Adair run by Wade Murphy and his his wife uh lane and um they do some great um um kind of uh, casual irish food that is um very much uh, hearty and uh, focused on um on kind of uh, local uh, local providence but again it's uh, i think it, it, ireland there's so there's so much um i think a great food all around ireland and i think really it's uh, um it's 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 just trying to Kind of get out of the, the 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 areas that are a bit too touristy and trying to find, um, uh, the kind of hidden the hidden gems, you know. And I think there's there's many many of them. Uh, that um, I
0: think uh, where where wherever you go. Uh, then if we go uh, abroad, um, any. Any favorites that you would have uh, elsewhere in the world? Um,
1: the the last the last place I was, um, I think, uh, I brought, actually not the last place I was. I was eating rather. Um, it was um, was in was in Copenhagen, and um, I had a wonderful meal in Cado. I mean, again, it wasn't the first time there, but uh, Cado uh, for me is is um, is is a really great. Um, representation of that kind of new nordic spirit in terms of the what, what it was when it began and, and it, of course the that what, what began the kind of new nordic um has has transformed in so many different ways all over the world into so many different uh types of uh cuisine even our own in here restaurant is isn't was inspired by by that uh that attitude um, but Cado, i think for me represents um uh, a kind of uh, it's 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 a benchmark for me of that that kind of that, that excellence when it comes to uh, new um uh, new, new 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 nordic new nordic food um i uh, i mean other places other places in the world um that uh that i've uh, that i've eaten eaten in when we go to spain spain quite a lot um and um even though sadly uh tickets is is closed um the food of albert adria is i always find quite um quite inspiring uh he's he's reopened enigma um and i think uh albert is always at the kind of um the cutting edge of um uh, of that intersection between food and uh aesthetics and technology and uh molecular uh molecular cooking um on the more kind of uh natural side uh the cooking of of nathan outlaw over in um in cornwall in port isaac Nathan is very much um uh a champion of of kind of of fish and cooks fish in a very simple but unique way and i really love i really love nathan's um
0: uh, nate nathan nathan's cooking then uh, one last question for you um if you would be able to pack your bags uh, tonight and travel anywhere in the world and have a meal in in some restaurant which restaurant could that be i would i would uh, probably go to Peru and go to central
1: um because I haven't been to South America at all and um i I have met Virgilio a number of times he's come to food on the edge i've uh, cooked with him in um in europe on occasion and I really love what work Virgilio and pipa his partner have done uh for food in peru and it very much inspires me when when i when I think about uh, what can happen in Ireland or what we can do in Ireland and looking at what happens in uh, what they do in Peru is is very much um, a kind of a, 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 an inspiring uh, thing to to do in that so it's certainly I think a, a trip to a trip to Peru um, uh, not only for food for culture as well, but I think that's where I would be I would be going if
0: I if, if I had
1: a few weeks off tomorrow
0: yeah okay great. So hopefully you'll get get there someday, soon. Uh, JP McMahon from from Galway, Ireland. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, good luck with uh, your festival and all your projects. Thank you so much, Kenneth. Thank you for listening to the Wall of Mouth podcast with chef JP McMahon, chef, restaurateur, and author in Galway, Ireland. You'll find all of the recommendations mentioned in this episode and more in the Wall of Mouth app available in your app store, or visit our website at wallomouth.app. I'm Kenneth Nars, until next week, when we meet Chef Rocio Sanchez from Sanchez and Iha de Sanchez in Copenhagen, Denmark.